see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box. Recorded in beautiful Virgin Valley, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, Mesquite, Nevada, and find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com. Hosting today's episode is Rochelle Knight and Steve Dudrow. Let's go have some fun. Welcome to episode two of The Art Box. Today we're going to do a special edition. We're going to put out two episodes this week. And today we have Dana Long. She is president of Love Family Nevada. So, Rochelle, since we last saw each other when we parted ways about 5.30 yesterday afternoon after six hours of editing Tyler's episode... What the heck have you been doing? So after our interview with Tyler, I was kind of excited to try a few things that we had chatted about. Uh, Working with a critic in my head, maybe making friends, and then to become a little bit freer and not worry about uh, the details and making everything perfect. I had a painting that had been hanging on my wall for quite a while that was unfinished, and I pulled that down, and I I only had a few hours, but... I had a great time. I think I made some good changes, and I was freer, and I, I think it benefited from it. So I'm really excited to have maybe fresh eyes for especially some of my older works that I've been frustrated with. So it was, it was a really good night. So what about you? Well, um, what I did was I went home, and I uploaded, because we're using Podbean. I uploaded our ep- Tyler's episode, episode one of Podbean, and got that going and then what was nice was we started getting good feedback that people were downloading it people were listening to it and then when I woke up this morning um, we were already pushed out to um, Spotify and Apple and a couple other um, should I say minor hey nobody's minor so um, I've been working on podcasts is what I've been doing so off we go Um, we're gonna bring on Dana And we're really excited for this. She's great. Special episode today. Dana Long, who's president of Love Family Nevada, has joined us. And um, this is a special month. It's, um, It's June, and that's Pride Month. And there'll be a lot of goings on um, here in Mesquite and all over the world, actually. But um, today we will talk with Dana about her life. Um, Dana has had an interesting, fun life. Um, I've got to hear it before, as has Rochelle. So, and uh, we're looking forward to Dana. So, um, Dana, you want to? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, thank you so much for this opportunity. I, I really appreciate 
you know, being able to share what we have going on. Um, so a little background about me. I grew up in a really small town similar to Mesquite. A um, little bit different as far as, you know, just who was, uh, who was in our city. Um, we grew up on <coughs> partial reservation land. Um, so we had a lot of education growing up as far as uh, tribal council, things like that. Um, but we grew up in a very much a river community. Um, so we also got kind of the, the party aspect going on. So um, a little, you know, a little different than Mesquite, but all in all, I mean, we definitely had the community vibe. Um, I grew up with our parents owning a restaurant, my mom working for the school. So a work ethic and education was always really big in our household. Um, growing up, I also was always finding myself being very involved in pretty much anything I could, anything that time would allow and that my parents were willing to drive me to. Um, being a one square mile town, it was pretty easy to get around, so that helped. <laughs> but we, uh, we had this awesome youth group that I was a part of uh, called Youth for Youth, and it's a 4-H affiliated group that basically involved community involvement, and that really catapulted my passion for just bringing people together for greater causes. Um, I saw the impact that I had as a youth, and I definitely want to continue that as I grew, and I, I wanted to be a mentor to other youth. You know, I, I kind of just wanted to see that good feeling keep going. Um, it was super impactful. I saw kids of my own age who, you know, needed help and needed resources, and the fact that we were, you know, 13, 14, 15, being able to bring the community together on that, in that way, um, I mean, it was just, just something that really set in with me and, and kind of, you know, set the course for, for what I'm doing now, um, which is love family. And I, I finally kind of found my way. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I hit my 20s, and that was, you know, like most people in their 20s, pretty lost, pretty um, scattered trying to find out, you know, what my passions were. Do I go to college? Do I, you know, become a teacher so that I can help kids directly? I mean, it just... It's kind of a toss-up for me. I had to have my fun and, you know, <laughs> learn the hard way <laughs> what was wrong and what was right for me. So, um, you know, moved to Mesquite about five or six years ago and started, you know, really getting involved with the community, meeting some pretty cool people, kind of learning what the community needs were. And uh, last year uh, in June, we launched Love Family, which was kind of a, a quick start <laughs> and a race to the finish line for us. But it's it's turned out very very helpful I hope yeah, you, for the community you did so get far. Yeah, quite a bit that first year. We did, we did. And, um, and, I, and I know we'll talk about the weekend activities coming up, but yeah, you just launched it last year and had pretty successful um, Pride Week activities for just launching. It was great. Yeah, we did. You know, we were finding ourselves in a place where, um, you know, my friend Allery and I, we were looking online and seeing that people were asking about Pride events. Um, you know, some of the feedback and some of the comments were, uh, you know, a bit mean or, uh, you know, kind of laughing or, or mocking a bit. So, you know, I reached out to Allery and said, hey, let's, let's throw an event. Let's, let's see how it goes. You know, obviously, uh, Mesquite being a small community, typically your rural communities don't have as many resources for the LGBT youth. Um, you know, that's something that I know that Allery and I are both passionate about. And so, you know, us having kind of that firsthand experience and feeling the isolation and, and feeling how it can be in a small community when you don't think you really have anybody to reach out to, we just thought, ah, you know what, what, what could it hurt? You know, so what if we have a small turnout? At least we get something going and then let's see what happens from there. 
right? So we kind of went into it with really low expectations. Um, you know, we, we started running around, talking to everybody that we could, saying, hey, we're going to throw a pride event. You know, we're, it's just going to be a pool party. It's going to be a basic community event. Um, fortunately, almost everybody that we spoke to within those, like, two or three weeks that we had for planning um, really hopped on board and, and really surpassed our expectations. We had over 300 people show up to our first event which was filled with, um, you know, the firefighters were there grilling. We had the police department show up. We definitely played bad boys, bad boys <laughs> when they showed up, so <laughs> that was fun. They had donuts and tote, of course. And, uh, you know, we, we had Mayor Al Lippman there, of course, as well. I had let city council know that we were going to be hosting the event. Um, you know, it, it was just one of those events where I, I had to find those moments that I can step back and just really take in the atmosphere because it was something it was a first for me you know being able to host an event like that and and the turnout was awesome and we were very humbled <laughs> with the efforts you said I think it was 300 participants is that about what you had yeah yeah Which we had pretty, about that's huge and especially for the summer yeah definitely I mean a lot of folks travel during the year um, and that's actually something that we spoke about recently whether or not you know June is the best month to plan this is our second year so, right so we're gonna get some more practice in we're gonna get a little bit better perspective of, of how we're going and and really be able to tackle this next year of love family ongoings I think with a, a better strategy in mind so looking forward to that yeah and, and as you know <coughs> the Virgin Valley Artists Association is sponsoring some activities and one of them was just with the 300 thing there um, <laughs> we're going to um, provide the name tags yes for people and um, they want to know how many name tags to buy and I heard should we buy 250 I'm like no at 500 at least yeah. <laughs> after 300 last year yeah yeah, we hope that we would have a larger turnout. And, you know, those name tags are, are such a cool concept. And I've seen a lot more, like, workplaces and things take that concept on. You know, being able to outwardly say, this is who I am, this is how I represent myself, you know, it, it, it's just such an easier conversation maker. Um, or, you know, the opposite of that, it may not be something that you want to explain every single time you go into conversation. So it's kind of just a quick, hey, my name is Dana, for instance, my pronouns are she and they, and that's that. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that the pronoun uh, conversation, I don't know how you say that, but mm -hmm. is newer to a lot of people. Um, and so I, I think it's great to to start getting out in front of everybody and having that conversation. And yeah. this, this is how the polite way of, of doing things and and I definitely had to be educated I well and you know being older you're you're not really into I don't know lingos and everything so I think that's great to start introducing people to that even more absolutely and it it, it all is just about kind of streamlining it right you know I mean you you have a lot of people who are a bit opposed to that conversation only because it's something they haven't done before right, right? Mm -hmm. and you know even Myself, I've, I've been traveling out to Vegas to the center, um, which is an awesome, really, really great community organization out in Vegas. Um, we're working pretty closely with them as well to bring additional resources to Mesquite. Um, but I've been, I've been traveling to go observe a program that they have called Pivot. Now, in the Pivot course, what they do is basically they are educating both parents and their children in better ways of communication, and their hope is to keep families together as their child transitions into whatever identity they're discovering about themselves. Now, 
I learned a few things that you would think that, you know, me, I, I grew up, I came out when I was 15. I've had 15 years of, of practice, more or less, you know, and kind of understanding um, the lingo and, and what works and what doesn't. But there's just so much more education that it's, it's like anything. The more I learn, the more I realize, like, the less I know, sure. right? So I'm, I'm so happy to find ways to kind of ease into that conversation and to educate others because it's been helpful for me. And I, I really hope that people are, are willing to embrace the education because, you know, at some point we've, we've got to get to a place where this doesn't have to be such a big conversation. Right. You know, that, that we just let people truly be who they are authentically, yep. you know. And, and the funny thing is what, what I really like to compare it to is, you know, you take the ridicule and the judgment that folks in the LGBT community receive and you apply that to any other concept in life and it just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, what if you were looked at every time you switched a job or changed your hair, you know? Or what if you got all these questions or, you know, people, you can tell that they were kind of skirting around the conversation. I mean, it it just doesn't have to be that big of a conversation, but we have to educate before we get to that point. We do. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's a it's kind of convoluted sub subject, of course, right. but. <laughs> it is. But, I, I, you know, and I think when it comes down to it, it's, it's the name of your organization. It's about love. Accept everybody and... Um, yeah, get educated and just be polite. I think that's one mm -hmm. thing that's nice to know, you know, even a small topic like the pronouns is we just want to be polite. And yeah, and so I think just yeah. understanding that will avoid, and that's my thing is I'm always worried about, I don't want to offend and I want to, you know, make sure that I, <laughs> you know, it, all that kind of stuff. So sure. really quick, I was able to attend the time of your life <clears throat> prom that was in <laughs> April, I believe. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was hoping that you could talk to that. I had a great time. You had a great turnout. It was beautiful, amazing people there, amazing performances. Yeah. And so I thought maybe you could talk to that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so prom, again, you know, in, in our mission to to really educate everybody, um, you know, we also want to keep in mind the aspects that we have had experiences in. Um, and I'm referring to the LGBT community, of course. Um, you know, prom is one of those concepts that still needs a lot of work, in my opinion. Um, you know, you have countless students who go to prom, and I know that when I was in high school, um, you know, we couldn't purchase a couple's pass if you were same sex, right. right? So if I wanted to take a girl to prom, which, I mean, looking back, I never would have because my mom wouldn't have let that pass, but... <laughs> If I wanted to, I, I simply couldn't. You know, we, we weren't um, categorized or we weren't eligible for that category. So it, it had to be a male. It had to be a female. Um, you know, obviously, again, growing up in a small town, a lot of LGBT youth are not incentivized to go to prom as their authentic selves, right? So adult prom was something that we really wanted to kind of allow that second opportunity for. Um, or at least I know that's in large part what it was for me. You know, I, I got to dress as I wanted. I took my girlfriend to prom. We had an amazing time. And I truly think that everybody there also felt that authenticity. Um, you know, we had drag queens come through and perform. Um, we had <laughs> we had a headmistress there <laughs> that was throwing people in detention. Um, everybody got to show up as themselves and celebrated and and that's something that you'll see i mean any gay club that you go to any pride event that you go to 
everybody is so welcome and embraced with open arms and and it almost doesn't feel like reality you know mm-hmm. i mean i I, I strive for these moments where everybody can feel welcomed and feel embraced and they, they don't have to worry about people taking a second look or trying to figure out who they are. Right. We just accept. And, and that's the thing is if you were to take a poll at, let's say, Pride, you know, I mean, I can't look at any one person and say, oh, I know everything about them. But what I do know is that I accept them for who they are and I love them and I support them and I, I really hope that they do good in this world. And, and that's pretty much the overall essence that you found it from, I think, mm-hmm. you know, okay. is that everybody was just accepting. Right. And, and that was, I mean, just such a different atmosphere than, than most nights anywhere I go. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, no judging. Everyone had a great time. They're yeah. happy to be together. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I have to just say, when I first met Dana and we had some great chats, and again, this is just not being educated, but she's so young. And so these experiences are, are new, and she went through high school not that long ago. <laughs> and I, I think I was, just, I, I was just mortified that this was still, this was just a few years ago that this happened. And, mm-hmm. I, and my assumption is we are getting better. Obviously, we're not great. <laughs> we're not where we need to be, but that we're getting better. And I was just surprised that this recently that, that you were excluded. And, sure. And I, yeah. So I, I feel really bad for that. Yeah. And and, sorry, really quick. No, I was just ahead. wondering from growing up in a small community and then coming to another small community, um, do you feel that, that it does probably take longer for smaller communities to embrace different things? It does seem, I'm from Salt Lake, and sure. even you know with the culture there, you would think that maybe they wouldn't be as open, and they are. I mean, they, they have a huge pride festival, and mm-hmm. it's always a very wonderful, positive thing, and, and in the news, it's very positive. So I'm just wondering, what are your experiences or what are your thoughts on on getting maybe smaller communities uh, kind of, you know, in the present? Sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, anytime you have a smaller community, you have... On a, on a large scale, less of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we I know on local Facebook pages, every time that a new uh, business is coming up and about, they say, oh, it's going to be a Trader Joe's, right? It's right. going to be a Whole Foods, right? Olive Garden. We're going to get something bigger and better. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact is the demographic in a smaller community is just less diverse, and that's truly what it comes down to. Um, you know, and in, in we can compare, like, my small community to yours, for instance. You know, we had – it was pretty well split up. Um, racially, we had – you know, it was a third, a third, and a third. So, I mean, we had a little bit of diversity. Um, you know, we didn't have quite the religious aspect that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regionally, you, you just have different factors that play into what right. your culture is, right. right? And that's anywhere you go. Um, you know, so when you have like areas like the Pacific Northwest who are a bit more progressive, you know, you have more um, function there for, for things like the LGBT community. Um, anything that's not quite considered mainstream, right? Which if you look at statistics, they, they said for a really long time that we only cover about 2% of the America's mm-hmm. population, our LGBT community, they're finding more as as we're more open to the concept and more people are willing to, you know, state that they are right. within our community. Um, we're, we're looking at about 25%. So, I mean, that's anybody that identifies as anything other than uh, cisgender hetero, which for you guys, uh, cisgender is anybody who identifies as their biological birth. And obviously heterosexual is anybody who is attracted to the same sex. Um, so anybody outside of that would be considered our LGBT community, which is, I mean, 
it's massive. <laughs> to me, the cisgender hetero, to me, seems should be the minority, because that's very specific if it you think is. about it. It's true. <laughs> There's a lot more diversity out there beyond that. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the outer regions that we have, St. George and Las Vegas, have so many more resources that I believe we can bring to Mesquite. It just has to be in the style of Mesquite, right? So right. we really have to focus on the family vibe. I mean, that's, that's the overwhelming majority outside of our retirement community is you have families in Mesquite. Right, so so as long as we try and kind of stick to that, I think we will be successful in bringing those resources and bringing that education here. We just have to pr approach it in a respectful manner. Um, Allery and I have always made sure that we go about things tactfully because we understand how important this is to the community. So we don't want to be that type of organization that's in your face, that's trying to you know prove to you how wrong you are. Because I don't think anybody's wrong in their beliefs. I just think that some people lack exposure or education mm -hmm. to what's out there. And, and that's always going to be an issue in a small community. Right. And I like that word exposure. Cause, yeah. And I think that takes it back a little bit because sometimes it, it can feel like, oh, everyone's negative or you know mean <laughs> and and I think if we do take it in a more positive way it, it is just exposure and with exposure hopefully will come understanding and acceptance now you have some exciting things coming up so we do. maybe we could start with I, you've got some good news for tomorrow and then yes. kind of uh, work forward yeah, absolutely. So June's a big month for us this year. Uh, we were really excited to see a couple more things fall into place with more community involvement, um, you know, kind of building our name out through over, throughout the year and, and just getting that recognition, um, which is definitely not about that, but it it helps with the messaging and it, it does help send a better, more unified message to Mesquite. So tomorrow at the city council meeting, uh, Mayor Al Littman will actually be giving us a an official proclamation stating that June is Pride Month in Mesquite. Yeah. So on a city level, we have all of city council and um, you know other city entities and, and everybody who's uh, viewing the city council meeting, which is available online, by the way, um, will also be going live from our Facebook page tomorrow so that folks who just want to tune in for the proclamation um, can go ahead and hop in and do so. Um, so that'll save you the, the fast forwarding to <laughs> agenda item number four tomorrow at the city council meeting. Uh, <laughs> but having that proclamation is, is huge because it shows support on a city level where, you know, the town really does, they, they like what we're doing. You know, they, they support the efforts, they, they back it. And if you read into the proclamation itself, um, which we'll be posting that online tomorrow with our, our live feed as well. Um, it, it really does encompass what our hopes are for Mesquite, which is basically just, you know, the nation is on board. Um, it is crucial that we support our youth in these efforts because it's, it's just such an impactful thing for them to see the support. Um, you know, the, unfortunately, a lot of these kids don't have the support at home. Um, some of them don't have them at the school as well. They don't realize that there are safe places in the community. So the fact that the mayor is willing to say, hey, we support Pride. Pride, we're officially indoctrinating as uh, Pride Month in June in Mesquite. Is it's huge, so right. we're really happy to have that message yeah. out from the, the top down. That's what you need. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And there was this is the first proclamation. There was none last year. No, no, no proclamations last uh, year. There was none last year, but the mayor came to your event. He did. Right. He did show up and and to the event. And his wife is is very supportive as well. She wants to know what else we're doing to help out the youth in our community. Um, so it's, it's really encouraging to have that support at that level, of course.
Dana, did, did you want to uh, give us some times of when that's going to happen? I don't think you did. And, oh, yeah. And, and, you're, and we could wait to the end for your Facebook page, but <laughs> it wouldn't hurt to do it twice. Yeah, not at all. So you can find us on all social media by simply searching Love Family NV. NV is in Nevada. So Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat, Twitter, Venmo, <laughs> any of those. So you can find us just by searching Love Family NV. Tomorrow is the city council meeting starting at 5 p.m. So we'll go live probably a little bit closer to the proclamation being given to us, which is going to be meeting agenda number four. Um, now, depending on how long those other conversations take, it, it could vary a bit, but somewhere within the five to six hour, we'll be going live tomorrow and showing the proclamation as well. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. So that's that. So yeah. I, I interrupted. You've got no, no. way more happening <laughs> the rest yeah, of the month, one. right? Yeah, that's one. That's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, I can think of so, one. <laughs> so June 24th through 26th is going to be our official Pride weekend. Now, again, weekend. Last year we did a, a singular event. Uh, this year we were able to expand a little bit more and get some some more things going for the community, which we're really excited about. Um, again, we've we've gained some additional partnerships over the year. Um, Mad Mike's is one of our, our best, best friends here in town. They've been super supportive of our efforts. Um, Envy Nightclub and Lounge has also been really supportive of what we're trying to do. Um, so on Friday, June 24th, starting at 4.30 p.m., we are starting an official bar crawl leading into a drag show that evening. Now, we do have transpo transportation provided in all areas. Um, so what we'll do is we'll have people park at Envy, and we are going to take our first departure at 5.45. So we'll be doing um, about 30 or 40 minutes at each bar. We have a couple of ticket specials that you guys can find online. And of course, I'm sure we'll share the, the ticket information site as well. Yes. Um, but for those of you listening, it's, you can find it by just searching lfpride22.eventbrite.com. Of course, we have all that available information on our social media as well. Um, our website handle, if you guys are looking for that, would be lovefamilynv.com as well. Try to make it pretty easy for people to find. <laughs> um, I did a Google search yesterday and it pulled up just fine too. So okay. if all else fails, <laughs> yeah, I love the um, you can Google search us. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Friday the 24th, I personally, I'm looking forward to this one the most <laughs> um, but we'll do a bar crawl so we're gonna hit up a couple of the bars in town and we will end at Envy for the drag show now if you don't want to go on the bar crawl super understandable it's gonna be a, a bit of a lengthy evening for you know for those who are willing to party with us that's cool <laughs> but if you just want to go to the drag show doors open at 9 p.m. and it's a $10 admission that's all we're charging now, for those of you who want to do the, the shuttle, um, be able to get a drink at every bar and be able to go to the drag show, that's gonna be your best cost. We're charging 40 bucks. And of course, after the fact, if you've had a little bit too much fun that night, we are scheduling available rides and transportation as well. So if you wanna leave your car at Envy, we will give you a ride home. We'll also schedule a pickup for you in the morning so we can return you back to your car. The last thing we wanna do is throw this rock and bar crawl and incentivize people to drink and not think about their safety. Fact of the matter is we don't have enough Ubers in town to cover. So right. our Love Family volunteers are gonna be offering up rides for anybody who wants to take it completely free of charge. Okay. 
Okay. So we'll get you home safe as well. Um, So that's the bar crawl night. Um, Friday or Saturday is going to be our family night. So that's going to be the big community happenings. Um, Of course, as you mentioned, Steve, we've got VVAA coming through. Um, They're actually running a self-portrait contest all of June. So um, for the youth, we're we're incentivizing them with a, a bit of a contest to basically draw yourself as you see yourself or as you would like to express yourself to the world. It's not necessarily what you think you look like, it's how you see yourself internally, which is such a huge thing for for anybody in the LGBT community. Um, We don't always have the opportunity to express ourselves the way that we want to because of, you know, societal needs or, or maybe you're just too young and you, you know, you're not there yet in your level of confidence, completely understandable. So we want to try and give folks the opportunity to draw themselves as they see themselves, um, you know. And I'm sure we'll we'll get into conversation, maybe not on this pad- podcast, but um, maybe a separate one on on how impactful art is for what we are striving for as well. Right. Um, and that's another likely partnership that we are are looking to accomplish over the next year is is just the tie in with, you know artful expression, um, art in general, it's it's such a, a good, safe avenue for kids who are struggling with emotional needs. Um, so that that's something that I'm really happy to see happen at Pride. Um, we're gonna have the, the table set up so folks that are showing up the night of are also able to submit their entries. They can hang out, draw for a little bit. Uh, VVA will have all of the necessary supplies for that um, and we'll, we'll have a rocking good time. But the community event's gonna be again another atmosphere where anybody can show up and and truly feel embraced um we'll have free food uh served up by Thambueno, which are the best tacos in town in my opinion mm-hmm. uh dj fuego is going to be there playing some awesome music for us and keeping us entertained and then we have um, a couple different ac- activities education based as well um, but another fun aspect that i'm really looking forward to is um, drag story time So we'll have a drag queen there for any kids who want to sit around and kind of just listening to some empowering books that that we fully back and support. So it should be a good time for everybody, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. at the Rec Center Pool, which is at 100 West Mill Road. I'm pretty sure everybody locally knows where the Rec Center is. Um, So show up at the pool around 6.30, and we'll take care of the rest. And I will mention that your favorite co-host here yeah um the, of, of the art box will be um it won't be a live podcast event but That's we right. will be recording an event there and we'll have a table set up and we hope anybody who would like to come by and say something will have an open mic forum um oh, for three hours i have a feeling you're gonna get a lot of people coming over Great. to you i would love it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That would I be think fun. so. Oh. I think so. We'll send them your way. Thank you for mentioning that as sure. well. Slipped my mind. <laughs> like we're not doing this podcast right here. Huh? <laughs> so really quick, Steve. Steve's been really involved with getting the portrait contest off the ground with the VVAA. And so I know that they have a schedule for displaying those and the winners. So can you just talk to that, the dates and stuff? Um, yes. Yeah, so the winners, I'm not, I don't know that you've decided what categories you're going to do, but I believe you're going to have four winning entries correct okay and they will be displayed throughout the month of july at the virgin valley um, artist association at the gallery um, in the may in the mesa gallery that's right that's right so 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 there's certainly incentive and people see now the other thing i thought maybe you're going to bring up we we interviewed yesterday our very first episode yesterday um, was with tyler roy lance 
not sure you know him. He's the art teacher at Virgin Valley High School. I think I've met him once or twice. And, and we were talking about what inspires him, which we'll ask Ooh. you that too, our last question. And obviously <laughs> he said what inspired him is school's over. And he said, <laughs> just, he set us up perfect. I've been drawing a lot of self-portraits of myself, relaxing in a hammock. And it hit me, because I don't know what you think, but mm -hmm. this portrait contest, I'm thinking face, Yeah. right? No, he had self-portraits of himself. Actually, he had a self-portrait of himself, drawing a self-portrait of himself, watering <laughs> the garden while an angel was coming down. Yep. And maybe there was a couple other things going there on. There was a fish tank thrown in. I, I don't know. So I would urge the children and whoever else joins in this to blue sky think that you don't have to draw your face. Right. Okay? You can draw what you're doing or what you want to be doing. Well, and that's what I, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me, too, because just like Steve, I think I had kind of a black and white idea of it is, yeah, a portrait means your face. But I like better, I was saying, our faces are our face. We're just born with that. It's, we don't create that. It's, and that doesn't mean who we are. And right. I have passions. I have interests. I have loves. And that's who I am. And so I, I, I kind of stepped back, and I would actually like to maybe paint something that's just Rochelle someday. And I don't even know if my face would be on there, but it would be my, my portrait. <laughs> and I have all kinds of things that represent me that isn't my face. And, and so I, I think it's neat to kind of – Think outside the art box, as we say. There you and, go. Think and, outside and the really, art box. And we'll, I think we'll, we'll really try and encourage the kids to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's, you know, it, it'll be helpful, I think, too, because we're going to have examples up, right? Um, so, you know, okay. maybe we have a few early examples that we can show as well. I'd be happy to submit. I'm a terrible artist. Oh, I think you but should. <laughs> you but you give me some graph paper, it, I can work something out. Yep, and I, <laughs> But it's not about being a great artist. It's Correct. expression. And Correct. We, we've chatted that a ton with Tyler <laughs> yesterday. And, and yeah, it, that's that's the most important thing. And really quick, just a little kind yeah. of preview or plug for when we do get a chance to chat about art is just what art they call it art therapy, but what that can do for people who have anxiety and stress. And, and maybe what we can talk about later, too, that I know you're really involved in is helping these, these youths in the community that do have a lot of anxiety over this yes. and, and need some help in different ways if they don't have it at home. And, and that could just be, you know, one small idea. And of course, that's what we could help with, um, both as individuals and then maybe as an organization. But yeah, okay. Absolutely. So we are still continuing your awesome yes. Pride weekend. So I think, <laughs> I think we involved. covered Saturday. And now I, the, yes. the most fun I think is going to be Sunday. I'm You're looking excited. forward to Sunday? Yes. That's good. <laughs> Everyone, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that we have the, the versatility yes. this year yes. to do a couple different things. Um, you know, Friday nights for the partiers, in my opinion. <laughs> Saturdays for everybody and family involved. And then Sunday nights for the, I mean, everybody who likes to get out on Sundays <laughs> after church or after sleeping in, whatever you like to do. Um, so on Sunday, we have a drag bingo brunch that we're going to be hosting over at Envy. Um, so unlike your normal uh, bingo, we will have a very dramatic MC. I'm sure of it, <laughs> by the name of Iona Trailer, who is fantastic. <laughs> Um, Iona is a local Sun City resident. She is actually a part of the LGBT group, which is a, an officially sanctioned group out in Sun City. Um, you know, so they, they formed last year as of Pride. They all met. They realized that they were more in Sun City than they realized <laughs> as far as their local community. Um, so she is going to be gracing us with her presence. 
Um, she's got years and years and years of experience. I actually got the opportunity to check out her wardrobe, which takes up, I mean, she had it split between three rooms when I went over. <laughs> it was incredible. She had one full tote just of sequin dresses, so <laughs> that was fun to see. Um, but she will be um, certainly keeping us entertained. We're going to be serving um, some food out from the patio. We'll be grilling up some pancakes, sausage, uh, bacon. We'll have some fruit. And then, of course, the bar will be uh, fully stocked with all of your mimosa and Bloody Mary needs. So that and should be a really fun time. I'm going to give a special plug to Envy. They have a drink called the Envy. And oh my gosh, where have you been all of my life, Envy? So hopefully that'll be part of it too, because that would go very lovely with brunch, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'll mention it, I'll mention it to our bartender. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Envy's awesome. Um, that event, of course, is going to be free admission, so no charge whatsoever at the door. Um, we are going to be taking donations for plates and bingo cards specifically. So if you just want to show up and hang out, you're more than welcome. We invite the entire community to come out as long as you're over the age of 21 um is it is a bar of course um but we'll be taking like i said just just plate donations and bingo card donations as well that's going to be from 11 a.m to 2 p.m on sunday uh june 26th so that'll wrap up our pride weekend um we do have one more kind of offshoot event from that as well um, so in honor of Stonewall, um, which Stonewall is the, the riot um, that really catapulted pride to be what it is nowadays. Um, so in 1969, um, police had raided a, a local tavern by the name of Stonewall Inn. Um, they were basically fed up. Our LGBT community was fed up um, with the hatred. At one point, it was literally illegal to be gay. Um, you couldn't, you know outwardly advertise it if a cop assumed as much it, it was pretty common practice for them to rough you up a bit and and then throw you in the cell for the night um probably a lot more that that took place as well of course um but we had gotten to a point as a community where it was just enough is enough um riots had taken had taken place right after the Stonewall Raid. Um, and a year from then, in commemoration of it, um, that's when you started to see the the walks and the parades and the, you know, the honor of, hey, we made some progress. Um, you know, just like we've seen in, in a lot of other movements, unfortunately, we do get to a place where there is so much wrongdoing that you can't be complacent anymore. Um, you know, you can't just sit around and, and watch this take place, right? So um, Stonewall was was really the start to our movement, um, and since then, you know, we've we've really followed the course for progress, um, pretty much right behind, um, you know, our. I mean, more recently, it's known as the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at any civil movement, we've we've kind of mirrored what they've been able to do and and really followed suit because they, you know, I mean, that's where you see a lot of things happening, right? Is is in the uproar of uh, right. we're not taking it anymore. Um, so Stonewall is always going to be a a very um, honorable day, uh, something worth mentioning, something worth remembering. Um, I actually have a few a few people from the Sun City community who are traveling to New York um, this week and they're they're gonna go take it all in. The Stonewall Inn is still very active and, and very open. Um, so for anybody who is looking to kind of take in that piece of history, if you're ever in New York, <laughs> um, I would highly suggest checking it out. Um, I did hear that they're actually going to be putting in a museum 
as well. It's going to be the first official gay museum um, to honor our history and the progress that we've made. Um, you know, and kind of to speak on what you were talking about earlier, you know, in, in my high school experience and it being so recent and there's still being so many things to unravel and learn about, I mean, Stonewall happened in 69, right? right? So, I mean, that's decades ago and yeah. we still, still fight for equal rights nowadays. You know, right. I mean, we were just federally passed to be able to marry legally, I mean, just a few years ago, you know, so it, it just shows that it takes a lot to really show progress and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a whole community, multiple communities to really back those efforts and, and make any bit of difference. And a lot of the things that we're doing right now, you know, in 2022, we're, we're not going to see the progress of, we're not going to see the outcome of, and that's okay, but it's, it's planting those seeds at least right now. And, and that's why it's so important to continue to do these things. Um, so on the 28th, we're, we're going to be really happy to be over at uh, Mad Mike's. Um, the time is still a tiny bit up in the air. We're probably looking at about 5 p.m., 6 p.m., though. Um, and we'll be posting that as soon as we get confirmation. We're just getting out a, a few of those last-minute details. Um, but we will have a flag-raising ceremony at Mad Mike's. Um, so they have been generous enough um, they're not only going to be posting up an American flag, of course, which is typical for most businesses. Um, on the 28th, we'll also be raising a rainbow flag. We'll be cheersing it and, awesome. uh, and celebrating that evening as well. Um, from what I hear, they're going to deck out the place pretty well <laughs> in honor of Pride Month. So <laughs> oh, good. that should be fun. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So um, I was hoping that, and I, I'm not sure how much time we have left, but you're going to raise all this money, and I know you have amazing things <laughs> planned for the future. We so there's do. there's lots of fun, um, lots of fun, and you know a lot of education to get out there. And, and I sure. know that your true passion is with kids, and so yes. I, I was hoping that you could talk, if you have time, yeah, uh, about the, where all that's going. Of course, of course. So um, Steve has actually been really helpful in, in kind of getting some, some really great ideas going. You know, we talked about art earlier and how impactful it is with the youth, um, mostly with any child that's, or any adult for that matter, um, you know, who struggles with anxiety, with depression, with self-confidence issues. I mean, they all kind of tie into one another. And unfortunately, we don't always have the means to speak to a therapist or to be able to work with a professional who can really take the time and narrow in on, okay, these are what you're struggling with. This is how you cope with it. These are healthier habits for you. You know, I mean, that, as most adults know, who anybody who's ever been to a counselor or, you know, sought counseling in general, um, I mean, it, it takes time and it's, it's work. It really is work, right? Um, so some of the things that we can provide on a wider level um, for these youth are, are things like art expression, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so Steve and I have talked about um, some future initiatives in, in getting some more artistic groups together with a little bit of uh, purposeful, you know, meaning behind it. Um, you know, for instance, the self-portrait contest coming up for Pride Month is, is a perfect example of something that can really be helpful to someone who is struggling, who is hurting. Um, they have a perfect opportunity to say, hey, you know, this is who I am. Once they see that it's well respected and that people are saying, hey, that's awesome, you know, great job on your art, it's, it truly is a different um, outcome, you right. know, as opposed to just sitting with your feelings. 
And unfortunately, that's what a lot of our youth do here in, in this community because they don't have the resources, um, because they aren't fully aware of the safe spaces that are being provided for them. You know, a lot of them talk amongst themselves. And these teens, I mean, I'm sure you guys remember what it was like being a teen. It's heavy. It's really heavy. I love no that. No matter that's, how you look at it. I'm just going to have, have a more negative. <laughs> I think heavy is a lovely word. It is. It's, it's a lot to deal with. And, you know, we don't really fully develop as adults even. I mean, I'm, I think I'm still developing. <laughs> I think science would say otherwise. But, like, emotionally, I'm definitely still developing. Sure. So, you know, to expect a teen to be able to take on all these heavy emotions without any outside help is just, I mean, it's crazy, right? So we want to help in any way that we can. Art is a really good um, resource for these youth. Um, another resource that we're looking to bring to this community is a course called Pivot. Now, um, I referenced it a little bit earlier, but the center out in Las Vegas provides true community support. And in my mind, they are probably one of the most diverse locations for resources because although they educate on LGBT um, community ongoings, they accept everybody. I mean, they bring in showers for the homeless. Um, they have a full-on kitchen for anybody who needs to eat. You know, they have a full computer lab that's completely free. So they have multiple resources, but a lot of these aspects that they are dealing with is more prominent within our LGBT community. Yeah. Right, so you have uh, people who, because they don't have the support at home, they're forced out onto the streets, which unfortunately plays into a lot of other negative aspects. Um, when you don't have the support, when you don't have stability, unfortunately you're very vulnerable, you lack confidence, and that is the perfect equation for someone to uh, drive you into things, and I, I hate to say it, but as far as you know, human trafficking and prostitution right. forced on these youth in some right. areas. So you have all of these really, really worst case scenario outcomes that are more prominent, like I said, within our community because of the lack of support, right? right? So something as simple as an art class, um, something as simple as a, a counselor at the school putting a rainbow flag up in their office saying, hey, I'm a safe space. Um, you know, those types of efforts can really make a huge impact on these youth, and it's just about getting more of those efforts readily available. Now, the pivot program that we are really actively trying to bring to the community is a really, really great educational resource for both um, the youth who are struggling with these feelings and their parent or guardian. Now, the way the program is ran is really cool because it's, it's basically a six-week course. So you go somewhere once a week for an hour and a half. Your first week is with both the parent and the youth, and they talk about basic rules and expectations of the course, right? But the whole hope is that we keep families together, right? So we'll have the, the first week where everybody's involved. You kind of have open discussion. You know, what are your expectations? This is what we hope to get out of the class every week beyond that except for the last week is completely separate and confidential so adults who may not understand what their child is going through adults who may not have that first-hand experience of of what their child is experiencing as well they have the opportunity to truly be open and and get off their chest whatever it is that they're dealing with and what that does for long-term purposes is it then provides a community and a network of parents who are more or less going through the same thing. So then they can continue to refer to one another as a safe space for each other. And you know, 
the hope is that you provide so many pivot courses throughout the course of the year and you your network just continues to build and build and build right so all of a sudden whereas if the first course we had you know let's say eight to ten adults that showed up we do four or five of those a year all of a sudden you have 50 adults who have received this education who are better off for it who have a little bit more know-how on how to better support their child and it just continues to build that community aspect that, that is really, really crucial for these kids. Um, you know, you'd, you'd be amazed at what taking that kid out of an isolated atmosphere and throwing them into an atmosphere where they see other kids who are supported by their parents and supported by the community will do for them. I mean, that's, that's the largest setback for anybody who is struggling with their identity is that they feel isolation. So we are trying to do anything that we possibly can to work against that and, and pull these kids out and, and show them that we do have safe spaces in the community. Um, so that, that's really our main goal at the end of the day is, is just working with at-risk youth and, and hoping to, uh, to spread that love and encouragement throughout the community. And I know when we've chatted before that you mentioned that there was a group that meets at the library. Is yes. That, is that still going on? And, and is that something that, that kids can participate in during the summer? Yes, definitely. So the, the library does at least one or two things a month. Um, okay. they're, they're pretty consistent. And, and they're using, like what we just referred to, um, they're using art as those, those resources as well. Um, so they have, a, they have it sectioned off because it is the library and they get a... a large amount of kids from all ages um, so they do have some things for the younger kids they do have some that are specific to teens um, and that's also you know that's a great opportunity for them because it's they tend to end up at the library anyway because it's one of our local air conditioning <laughs> uh, free places <laughs> for youth to hang out right so I love the library as a resource um, but yeah they do have additional efforts they have like paint your pride night they have um, you know they have rocks that they'll paint with with encouraging messages that they'll then go take and, and kind of throw around town. So if you ever see those, uh, probably came from the library. <laughs> wow, I think that's great. I think it um, uh, makes me happy that, that they're also really helping. I mean, that's such a resource yeah. for any community. And then to know that, that they're so open and, and willing to help, I think that's, that's really great. I agree. I agree. So, well, we're about ready to wrap up. I think so. You guys I'll, got any I'll, questions I'll, for me? I, I think I, I think we could sit. I, we, we all wound out to dinner one night when, <laughs> when we first met you, okay? And I don't know. We were there two hours, three at hours, least. just yeah. chat, 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 I mean, chat. we went through at least a bottle of wine, so yeah. <laughs> however long that takes. <laughs> so that's great. Well, Dana, thank you very much. Thank um, you. I, I don't know. Do you, you have anything else you want to say? Um, you know, no, I, I hope that we are able to make an impact in the community, um, and I hope the community continues to support our efforts. We've been very, very well supported so far, so I'm, I'm hoping to see that continue because I think what we're doing is really important. Okay. And I, th I think we'd like to have you back again. I would love oh, that. I would love that, too. And, and, we, and we won't wait till next June. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and I just want to mention that we will have all kinds of resources listed on our podcast notes, both on the VVA website and then in anywhere that you find our podcast, we will make sure and have every bit of information that we talked about today. Um, and then I want to just 
briefly mention that uh, that I think we've got some good partnerships going, I think, with the gallery. And so yes. moving forward, we might have some other exciting things to announce at, at a later date of, so. of different partnerships and, and really cool events. So. Yeah, see, we'll need to schedule another podcast we for will. an update. Yes, because <laughs> we'll have other amazing things to talk about. That's right. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dan. And we're really looking forward to these events. I, I can't tell you how excited I am. <laughs> Me too. It's going to be a fun weekend, huh? It really huh? will. All right, Dana, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Steve, what's inspired you since, uh, for, I guess, the last 24 hours since we chatted with Tyler? Well, the last 24 hours. So, I went home. And I got to thinking about, you and Tyler were great last night, by the way. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All that artsy stuff that I don't really know. Okay, so um, I, I'll never be able to say Bruno. I almost said Bruno. Okay, that I guess I found when I went home and went to sleep last night that maybe there was a Bruno in my head. Um, but then I fell asleep and Bruno went away. Awesome. That's so, a good place. Yeah. Well, unless he's being your friend, but if not, then that's... That's a good thing for him to go away. Yeah, Bruno went to sleep. I was beat. So, so go away, Bruno. Bruno, you sleep. have to roll it. Oh, you got <laughs> it. Okay. Um, so, what has inspired you? So, since we haven't had a lot of time since Tyler, we usually are, are going to do what's inspired us the last week, but we've only had just a little while. My inspiration right now that I've got uh, going around in my head is from our time with Dana. And... Um, I'm, I'm really thinking ahead to wanting to do some paintings that will express that feeling of love and inclusivity and that we're all one. And it's, it, it is just all about love. It doesn't mean, matter how we identify, you know, what color we are, any, any beliefs that we have. We're, we're all just one and we need to love each other. And it's all about being kind. So hopefully I can create a couple paintings that when people look at them that they get at least part of that feeling. That sounds wonderful. So I'll, um, that's it for today. Thanks, guys. Bye. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, visit us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com.